Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, gang. The podcast starts in a moment. But first, this episode of Screen Talk Emmy Edition is brought to you by the Prime Original Series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. From executive producers Amy Sherman Palladino and Daniel Palladino, starring Rachel Brosnahan, Alex Borstein, and Tony Shalhoub. The winner of two Golden Globes, including Best Television Series Musical or Comedy and Best Performance by an Actress in a Television Series Musical or Comedy for Rachel Brosnahan. Open your heart to the show the New York Times calls a superhero story. Only this time, the protagonist's object is not to save the world, but to find a place in it, to stand up for herself by doing stand-up for herself. Consider it marvelous in all categories. Welcome to Screen Talk Emmy Edition, part three, with executive editor of IndieWire, Michael Schneider. Hello, Michael. Hello, hello. And I'm Ann Thompson, the editor at large. And uh, we are digging into the drama categories this week. Plenty, plenty of stuff to, exactly. to look at. Well, before we jump in, Ann, we, we should uh, talk about the fact that voting has begun. I mean, this is we've been talking about the Emmys for months and months and months, and it seems like it's never going to end. But at least voting has begun. The ballots are out. You can go online now and check out who actually submitted in what categories. Including What's-Her-Face Roseanne. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, you know, She's I, still game. She's still game. Now, I don't think she's got a chance in hell, but she's, <laughs> she's still there. And, and you know, hopefully maybe some of the other actors uh, and, and uh, you know, especially the below-the-line people who are involved are still uh, considered, even though ABC stopped campaigning a while ago for Roseanne. All those people still did great work. I mean, think about the people who recreated that house, uh, you know, basically from scratch and made it look so much like the original Roseanne house. Those people ought to be nominated. Those people ought to be they recognized. They shouldn't be penalized. They should not. And I think, right. I think One uh, person. John Goodman and some of the other people on the show did yeah. really good work. Um, but somehow, uh, I mean, one of the things that, that I find fascinating about this whole process is that on the one hand, you have these very familiar shows that just keep enduring season after season after season. And on the other, you have things happen to taint a show in some way either it's canceled like the movie the series we talked about last week uh, seven seconds suddenly it's it's tainted because it was it wasn't renewed and which doesn't seem fair to me either you know it it, it was good but they didn't see the money in it perhaps Netflix. Yeah. And then and then you have these situations where just because of me too or or some other issue Politically, uh, the the whole thing gets tainted and it just gets thrown out. It's just out of commission. It's not fair. So I just don't understand why uh, you know a show. It's almost like you throw in you know something to taint the well, 
and the whole well is is done right it, it, it whether it's a political thing with Roseanne so the whole her whole show is gone or it's canceling a series even you know just because it's not renewed it's no longer considered viable like something like seven seconds um, you know or, or me too uh, tainting uh, something like uh, arrested development it, it it shouldn't be it shouldn't make everything irrelevant and all of a sudden what do you think yeah, yeah. Well, well. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that sort of happens on the Oscar side too, right? When when uh, something happens to sort of destroy a, a, a movie's chances. I mean, Birth of a Nation always comes to That's mind. That's a good idea. Yeah, good, good, good example. That just was that was completely thrown out of the mix, one hundred percent. And I would suggest that the Kevin Spacey thing, with um, all the money in the world, even though uh, there was some support for Christopher Plummer, that movie never really recovered from that. Yeah, so it's tough. Uh, obviously, when when people sort of get a bad taste in their mouth, unfortunately, that that doesn't help. Uh, you know, so, some of the more innocent members of of the the staff and the show, and and you know, on Roseanne, there's really one person to blame for all of that, and she mm. should be the one penalized, not the rest. I but agree completely. Uh, all right, so we are looking at drama best actor. And uh, just according to Gold Derby, we're using this as our model. It doesn't mean that they're right or that it's in this order. We're just using it as a jumping off place. Yeah, uh, shout out to our PMC cousins <laughs> over at the Gold Derby. But uh, look, clearly, This Is Us is a popular show. So uh, at the top of this drama, guest actor, and guest actor is determined by how many episodes they appear in. Is that correct? It has to There's be a less, limit, than, right? less than 50%. Right. So, so we have Gerald McRaney from This Is Us and Ron Cephas Jones from This Is Us. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the, this, the popularity of This Is Us is obviously why these two uh, seem to be up high with the odds. Because honestly, neither of them were in that much of of this is us which is of course why they're guest actors but um and and ron uh cephas jones that's interesting he's, he's kind of gone isn't he yeah uh, not to put still, too much of a spoiler on it yeah they 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 didn't really figure out what to do with him this season uh it's interesting that he's still billed as as part of the cast you know he's his name still appears in the opening credits but because he wasn't on that often, he fell into the guest actor category. So who knows? That might be a benefit for him since uh, you know he's still considered a major part of that show, even though he wasn't on that much. Well, the next two who are on here, I think, are better uh, contenders, really. Uh, Cameron Britton, who, if you forgive my expression here, towers. He's like six foot nine. That's why I'm saying that. Towers over the cast of Mindhunter, playing a, a really vicious horrifying serial killer and we've seen plenty of those in our day but he really brings a chilling uh dimension to it and uh i think i think he would be a really strong contender don't you yeah, I mean, there's a lot of – this is a hard category to figure out because there are a lot of great names here. I mean, when you look down further on the list of, of some of the contenders, Alan Alda for The Good Fight. Good Fight hasn't been seen by a lot of people, but everyone knows Alan Alda. So that's – He's a that's fave. Almost, yeah. He's a fave. Uh, you know, Bo Bridges uh, played the vice president on Homeland this season. and He was very you know, good. Very good. You know, he was on quite a bit. I mean, he probably really came close to that 50%. Uh, John Malkovich in Billions. We've got Common on The Shy. Matthew Good from The Crown. Very, yeah. very good. Very romantic and fun yeah. um, as, as the uh, consort, if you like, to Princess Margaret. Someone else who was a, a full-time uh, 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 
actor on a show last season, but as a guest this year is Jimmy Simpson from Westworld. You know, he was a major part of the cast last year, but as uh, you know, he played a younger version of the 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 man in black. The on big that reveal, show. the younger the, the, version Ed, of Ed yeah, Harris. Of Ed Harris, exactly. So so this time out, he only made a few guest appearances, which is why he's on that list this time. He was very good. He was very good. But um, and then uh, Michael C. Hall in The Crown. I don't see that. He's playing uh, JFK in a in a, like one scene in one in one episode. I can't imagine that's going to me- measure up to to what the others. And then there's Peter Mullen in Westwood as West, Westworld as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the most hysterical one would be Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> this is us playing himself. <laughs> I don't like think the so. Actor version of himself. Well, let's, I let's, don't think so. Move let's on. Let's take a look at the, uh, the guest actress categories because, again, some, some interesting ones. And another one who was, was on more regularly last year, but who's a guest this time around, is Samira Wiley on The Handmaid's Tale. So she's in the mix. And uh, you've got some other great names, including. Uh, Cicely Tyson on How to Get Away with Murder, Cherry Jones on The Handmaid's Tale, Marissa Tomei also on The Handmaid's Tale. Diana Rigg from Game of Thrones, who's powerful and fabulous, so I would think she would have a good shot now that Game of Thrones is back in the mix. Yeah, yeah, she could be swept up by the Game of Thrones uh, sweep if, if that takes place. Do you think it will? TBD. I mean, it's either Game of Thrones or Handmaid's Tale, right? And And... Look, you've got uh, three contenders here with Hand- from Handmaid's Tale who could kind of cancel each other out. So. What about Pam Greer and This Is Us? There's the, the This Is Us factor. Again, you know, people love Pam Greer. They love This Is Us, so that's a possibility. And they love Margot Martindale. They love Margot Martindale. So, again, just and like Viola Alan Davis, again, what, you know, yeah. these are the old uh, standbys. Well, here's what's hysterical. So, you've got Viola Davis, who's in contention as a guest on Scandal. Uh, which is Kerry Washington's show. You've got Kerry Washington in contention as a guest on How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> which is Viola so, Davis's, Viola Davis's show. show. So that would be kind of funny <laughs> to see those two nominated for each other's shows. Yeah. I kind of hope that happens. I could see that. That's really good. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, the next category, which um, is male again. And we're, de- we're actually getting into the uh, supporting actor drama. Um, so this is where Stranger Things turns up with David Harbour. Um, would he be the leading contender in this category? Well, I got to say, you know, when it comes to campaigning, you know, we talk often about what does campaigning mean? How much does it really help? Uh, Netflix act- helps. Yeah, yeah. Does it, how much does it help an actor's chances in getting nominated? Does it win over the Academy? Does it endear them? I think David Harbour has done an amazing job in, in getting out there and getting his name known, his face known, and, and becoming kind of a superstar. And, and you know, part of that is from his role as, uh, as Chief Hopper in Stranger Things. But I think it goes beyond that. I think he's really become so likable out there and so much fun. You know, on Twitter, he's constantly playing with fans. He's, you know, constantly uh, you know, telling fans he'll go to the prom with them and, and stuff like that. He shows up at every event. He, he just seems like a fun-loving guy. When, when Stranger Things does win awards, he, he grabs the mic and always has something fun to say. I think people just really like him, and that's paying off. Like, 
you know, he, he very, he's very much in contention because of all that. That makes sense uh, now that you explain it to me. But the other thing that I, I mean, obviously you and I and everybody on the TV staff have been in and out of that Netflix uh, for your FYC uh, site at, on the Rally Studios lot. Yes, I've been there multiple times. And it just feels like they've got this whole... Uh, uh, circuit thing going, you know, very much like clockwork, in and out, one thing after the other, and they've got it down. Uh, there's a red carpet, there's a panel, there's a party, there's little opportunities to hang with the cast. It, it just seems to work for them. Yeah, it really does. I mean, they're spending a lot of money, but they're Netflix. They can do that. And as a result, it's, it's uh, you know, definitely making a difference. And, and uh, I think, you know, Given how many FYC events there are out there, people are gravitating toward Netflix because they know they're going to be entertained and they're going to be fed well, and it's an experience. Not exactly. Just a but Peter Dinklage is back for Game of Thrones, and uh, I would think that he would be a strong uh, contender here. Um, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. As as a past winner, you know, obviously had to sit out last year because uh, Game of Thrones wasn't eligible, but back in the hunt. So we'll see if he can reclaim the throne, so to speak. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. And I ended up talking to Mandy Patinkin uh, ahead of a Showtime uh, panel uh, last week for Homeland. And we've talked about this. Homeland is back. It's much stronger than it has been for the last few seasons. And Mandy Patinkin is terrific in this series. Always um, been great. Yeah. And really good this season, you know, in and out of power, <laughs> you know, one minute he's in jail, you know. Uh, so hopefully uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him uh, prevail in this situation. What about Justin Hartley for This Is Us? Um, you know, it's interesting that, you know, he, he submitted himself as supporting actor. That's strategic, obviously, because, you know, they, they, they you know, conceivably are all, yeah, they're conceivably all equals on that show. But, and, and Sterling K. Brown is, you know, a contender in the lead category. So obviously you don't want to go up against him since he's a front runner. Milo Ventimiglia is also entered as a, a lead drama actor in the show. But, uh, so, so it's probably smart of, of Justin to, you know, submit himself as supporting and you know he's obviously in the mix so it's that could pay off a popular show yeah yeah and then Noah Schnapp for Stranger Things you you would give David Harbour the edge in that situation yeah I mean it's always tough for kids to get nominated and and he's still a younger actor and uh, I think a, a little more you know when, when people think of the young actors on that show they they still think mostly of Eleven uh, on that show and you know, not so much, uh, you know, the, the boys, but, you know. And I would think that Peter Dinklage would have the advantage over Nicolaj Custer, Waldau, and Game of Thrones, for example. Peter Dinklage will always have the yeah, advantage. indeed. Well, people, people love him, and he's such a frequent winner. Yeah. Now, what about Brendan Fraser for, for Trust? He's had such a narrative this year. It's a comeback narrative, but it's also, in its way, a Me Too narrative. Yeah, I mean, I think with with Brendan Fraser, it, you know, he got a lot of great uh, notice for his role on Trust. I don't know if Trust really broke through, though. It doesn't feel like one that got got a ton of buzz beyond the the premiere. So that's a jump ball. Um, you know, when I look down the list at some of the other names, I, I would lean a little more toward uh, Joseph Fiennes, Handmaid's Tale. Sure. 
Handmaid's Tale. And then there's the interesting case of Matt Smith, who was in so much of the news because of the pay parity issue, and you know the the, the fact that you know he was paid more uh, than Claire Foy. Foy. And, you know, eventually it was rectified and, and he supported his, his co-star. So that could potentially maybe help him. You know, no, I think he played like that he, well. It, yeah, it wasn't his fault. And certainly yeah. the other thing I would argue, you know, on the face of it, is that he had earned that salary. And she went into the crown as a relative unknown and made herself into a star. The crown made her into a star. And now yeah. she should get paid. Absolutely right. But going in, it wasn't so clear, really. Right, right. So it's... Uh, and it's, I was uh, rooting for Asia Kate Dillon last year uh, for Billions. And this is a case of a series that is so popular. People are still watching it. People are still talking about it. This season, it's playing very well. And yet, it doesn't seem to have Emmy traction. Yeah, and I wonder if it'll be one of those shows that, you know, I feel as the buzz continues to grow, it, it could be like an Americans that maybe starts to show up more often. Although, you know, the difference, maybe I, don't I take think that back. It, I don't think that's going to happen. No, because the difference with the Americans is it, it did have the press behind it and it did have, you know, the critics were really pushing hard I don't hard see for the, the critics pushing for about no. billions. Everybody enjoys billions. It's a pleasurable fun and you know ride but i don't I, there's an element of um series television about it it does uh, you know it, it it isn't i don't think it's on the same level as the americans no not at all not at all i i was just thinking from a, a slow burn show that maybe starts to get heat later on in its run but it's not 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 the same yeah so what about noah emmerich in in the americans um you know I, I would say it's always a possibility. You don't uh, sound that. You know, and, and where is Jason Isaacs from Star Trek Discovery and all of this? Yeah, he's a little further down, too. I don't, you know, yeah, these are, we're getting into the territory of not going to happen, right? Right. Or pro yeah, probably not. I mean, Noah Emmerich is a long shot, but you know, depending on you know, the, the, the Americans ended at the right time. It's on top of people's minds. So possibly Jason Isaacs, I think, a little tougher because... You know, partly it's Star Trek Discovery. And as we know, uh, you know, with few exceptions, uh, Game of Thrones being the biggest one. The sci-fi shows, yeah. Sci-fi exactly. genre, et cetera, yeah. just doesn't, doesn't play. Okay, let's do drama supporting actress, which in this case is led by, I think, the person is probably in the lead, Anne Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale. Who doesn't love Anne Dowd? She's great I mean, in she's everything. Fantastic. She's perfection. And... You know, such a such a great person on top of it. And hereditary and, and, and doesn't heredity doesn't help hurt her either. She's good in this horror movie that's out right now, doing well at the box office. Yeah, she's she's all over the place and and does very well. And you know, so so competition there is Tandy Newton on Westworld, which you know there's this this you know a lot a lot of her this season. And then like I was going to say, she has a higher profile, a yeah. much more active leading role this time. And then, like I was mentioning before, Millie Bobby Brown, Eleven from Stranger Things. Of all the kids on that show, she's the the most likely to get get Emmy attention, just because she's the the front runner uh, in terms of uh, media attention. I think for for all the kids on that show, exactly. And Chrissy Metz, always popular for This Is Us. Yeah, yeah. And Lena Headey, yes, we love her for Game of Thrones. 
wicked yeah. Lena Headey, and then uh, Alexis Bledel from The Handmaid's Tale. Was there as much of her in this season? Uh, enough to be in the supporting actress, I suppose. Guess uh, she measured you know, up. Maybe just like on the line. And uh, Vanessa Kirby is great in The Crown, so I would love to see that happen. She's really delicious. Yeah, Although you other, could argue that she was even better in the first season, but that seems to be irrelevant with these Emmy voters. It's almost like you build up uh, momentum as you go along somehow. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so those are some of the names. Um, you know, Margot Martindale from The Americans uh, could always squeak in because, again, people love her. Uzo Aduba has always been a favorite uh, at the award shows. Orange is the New Black doesn't have the kind of profile it once did. But, no, it's faded. You know, sometimes... Sometimes people out of habit, you know, vote, vote, uh, you know, a lot of the similar names. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot of the women from, uh, Game of Thrones. There's Maisie Williams. There's Sophie Turner, who's actually really good too. They're up there. I mean, they're all good. Um, but I somehow think Lena Headey is ahead of them, uh, in the running. Yeah. I think a lot of them probably can't knock each each other other out. out. Exactly. Uh, that old logic still applies. All right. Well, we'll get into the leading categories uh, next week, but this gives you a taste of uh, where these uh, drama shows are heading. And uh, the other yeah. thing that's going on, Michael, if I may be so bold, um, first of all, did you watch the Tonys? I did not. I did not get a chance. They were better than last year. And if it's so weird, a year goes by and last year Kevin Spacey was starring. <laughs> and it was one of the worst Tony shows he was hosting. It was one of the worst Tony shows. And this one was great. This one was really uh, well, well done, well run. And I do uh, recommend it to any of you if you, if you by any chance can yeah. catch up with it. How were uh, Josh Groban and uh, Sarah Bareilles? They were good. They were really musical, as you would expect. They were equivalently talented. And, uh, you know, they were smooth and funny. And, and, uh, you know, it's good to have stage performers uh, and musical stage performers who can do songs and dance and do all that good stuff. They were terrific. Yeah, Sarah Bareilles is now uh, developing a uh, musical for for Apple uh, with J.J. Abrams. So she's someone who's seen her star rise quite a bit. You know, thanks, thanks to the musical that she did with John Legend, right? The, yeah. She's, what, it, what's, what was well, that? Thank, Jesus thank Christ you. Superstar. Thank you very but much. I, yeah, but I think the, her big push has been uh, you know, Waitress on Broadway. I think right. that really right. made her uh, uh, so, so much more public. And she, had, she had some hits, uh, a couple songs in the, the late 2000s. So she, you know, she was a little bit of a pop star at a brief period of time. But I never heard of her that. until this, this year. Never. Yeah, yeah. It's more like kind of adult contemporary music that she did. But but Waitress really sort of brought her out. And then, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar, uh, which, uh, you know, was fantastic. Uh, no, I was, would say her star, you know, got I think she got a few more TVQ points by by hosting the Emmys. No question. Josh Groban's already already there. Um Uh, So the other thing I was going to bring up, uh, the news of the day, a little bit on the business side, and I'm sure you and Joe Adalian will tackle this uh, on your other podcast, but what's your sort of quick take on uh, the fact that the AT&T Time Warner merger is actually going through? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's 
sort of what we've you know we've been expecting it for the most part it was it probably would have been more interesting if it hadn't happened because then all hell would break loose in terms of what does this mean for disney uh, and fox and yeah yeah i mean but now on the flip side it does mean that merger mania is is now in full effect and this is the the you know the 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 you know the mood of the land. This is the the destination that everyone's going, bulking up to get bigger to compete. That's why AT and T Time Warner is happening in the first place. That's why Comcast is now really in the hunt for Fox. Uh, it's for, about for the, Netflix. It's about competing against the mighty behemoths coming yeah. from Apple and and Google and Facebook yeah. and everyone else on the way. Keep, keep it up with digital. I mean, those companies are just huge. Google, Apple. Uh, you know, Netflix now a part of that. Amazon, of course, and. You know, these media companies that were used uh, to to being the kings of the hill for so long now feel tiny and feel naked in comparison. And so there's this race to bulk up. And, you know, for the mid-size and small-size companies, it's a real question of survival and, and who's going to be gobbled up by whom. And, you know, those, those mid-range companies, Lionsgate, CBS, even Viacom. Uh, well, know, Viacom and CBS are locked in battle right now, which I find fascinating the sherry redstone the scion you know the daughter of sumner you know the aging um lion (laughs) Uh, the man who had power for so long and let his empire kind of rot in in you know while he was hanging on and now um les moonves the head of cbs is actually fighting for control uh from the company that actually supposedly owns CBS. I, that's the part I don't get. If, 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 if Viacom owns CBS, why isn't, I mean, it has to do with all these boards and, and all that, but it, you know, why can't she be the boss? I find this fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it's ultimately down to a, a little bit of ego and, and a little bit of power, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, if you're moon vest, you, you feel like you're the one who should be, uh, calling the shots and, 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 you know, it should be your number two there in place. And it, they, you know, your designated successor should be the one who takes over when you're ready to go. Since CBS is the, the company that's actually, you know, profitable and, and, uh, you know, by far more, uh, appreciated by wall street than, than Viacom, but which owns you know, Paramount and Nickelodeon and all these right, brands that have MTV, really faded in yeah. over the years. Yeah. But, you know, ultimately the thing is, even if CBS, Viacom do merge, it's still a small mid-range company compared to the behemoth of, you know, uh, Comcast or Disney Fox or Comcast Fox or any of those. So, you know, to really compete against uh, Apple, Netflix, et cetera, these companies, like, all have to bulk up and, uh, you know, and and need their own distribution and, and so much more. So... Until, uh, until, thank you, Michael. And uh, we will look for a story from you on that and uh, on IndieWire. And we will reconvene next week uh, to get into more drama categories for the Emmys. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, Anne. Talk to you soon. Thank you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.